Good morning, and welcome to Monday Mornings with Maddie and Morgan. I'm Maddie. And I'm Morgan. Hello, and welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. We're here to entertain you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry that we didn't release an episode last week and didn't like put anything out about not releasing an episode last week. We also didn't put a post up for our episode before that, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Colorado. Maddie was in Seattle. Yeah. It was a whole thing. <laughs> My phone, I had like no service the whole week that I was out there. So, yeah. I had service, but I was in the woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was in Forks because, you know, I had to go pretend to be Bella. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. It was How great. Are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, it's I just Sunday afternoon at two thirty, and I'm still in my pajamas. So, yeah, I <laughs> just got back from being snowed in at my uh, cousin and their partner Rachel and our friend Gabby's apartment. Nice. But you know, a few weeks ago they asked invited me over for a Taylor Swift Power Hour drinking time. That's beautiful. And then the snow was going to happen and I was like all right well I'll still come over but you guys might be stuck with me for the weekend and <laughs> yeah that's what happened sorry if you guys just heard purring I just realized the cat was like directly into the microphone but <laughs> whatever <laughs> I'll never complain about purring yeah but yeah we made a massive uh blanket fort and that's watched so fun some movies and then we watched like a lot of hours of Gossip Girl like the original Gossip Girl so amazing it's been a good weekend but (laughs) I went to Carl's house yesterday and we went ice skating on their pond (gasps) and neither of us can ice skate (laughs) so the boys are like playing hockey and we were like pushing around chairs oh my god (laughs) yeah I think I've gone ice skating once maybe twice I think the last time I went before this was like probably 10 years ago (laughs) I think I only ever went once and it was like at UNH for one of the free skates true I have no balance (laughs) it's not my forte (laughs) yeah this is true (laughs) and it was also negative degrees outside and super windy but oh yeah the wind this weekend was absolutely insane (laughs) yeah we the storm didn't hit us which was a bummer but we got the nasty weather to accompany it so yeah (laughs) great yeah we tried to go walk to get breakfast this morning but Mm -hmm. the first place was not open oh and (laughs) then the second place didn't have something that everybody wanted so then we went to uh davis square donuts and mm. they have very good donuts, but they also have bagels and bagel sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Bagels. And their bagels are so good, so. I love a bagel. Yeah, it was a successful breakfast hunt in the end, but. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yum. Well, today I have a pretty fun one for you. Well, it's not fun. It's tragic, but. Oh, it's interesting. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, so I guess we can get started. Yay! I have two cats in the vicinity, so 
I'm I just sorry lost. in advance. Yeah, I just lost one, so. <laughs> Rosie's sleeping right now, but usually at some point she wants to be heard when we're recording. So. Always, always. <laughs> all right. So, as you all probably know, the Winter Olympics start next week. Oh, yes, they do. Friday. And that's really exciting because I love the Olympics, especially the Winter Olympics. But I don't know. I like the summer ones better. (laughs) I like summer because I really like gymnastics. Uh, And I always wish that gymnastics was in the Winter Olympics because then I could watch like ice skating, skiing and gymnastics all mm -hmm. at once. I like watching skiing. I like watching the, what is it, the skeleton? Yes. So scary. They're basically on like a (laughs) cookie sheet with blade, with knives on the bottom. (laughs) Yeah, then they shoot themselves down like a tube track. Yeah, like 80 miles an hour. (laughs) And they got like weird blade shoes, like spike shoes on. They got to run super fast. They got these thick ass legs. Yeah, it's crazy. That's fun to watch, though. I, always, I usually like, like the summer because it has a little more variety. Yeah. There's a whole lot of different indoor-outdoor sports that go on for summer. But, but either way, they're fun. Yeah. Yeah, so Friday, those start. Actually, hold on. The coolest one is where they do the cross-country skiing and then they, like, shoot, and but they have to, like, lay yeah. down. Yeah, Those ones the are very cool. biathlon. Yeah, that one's and really like, cool. They have to be able to lower their heart rate like on demand to shoot because yeah. you have to hit all of them. If you miss one, you just have to keep shooting. Like you can't go on until you miss one or yeah. until you hit it. It's crazy. I forgot about that. It's so fun to watch. That one's definitely the best. Agreed. So today. I thought I would cover one of the most famous murder cases that involves an Olympian. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people have heard this one, especially because it was relatively recent. Yeah. The trials wrapped up in around 2015. So we are going to be talking about the murder of Riva Steenkamp by Oscar Pistorius. Ooh. Do you know the story? I definitely do but i'm not fully familiar it's crazy so this is gonna end up being a two-parter because there were actually (laughs) three different trials that are associated with this all they all have to do with oscar pistorius but once you get to the trial section it gets pretty complicated so i don't know if it's going to be a mini or a full episode but this one we'll do this one with like the case, the background in the case, and then yeah. next one we'll cover the trial. Um, there is a good documentary on this on Prime Video that I watched. Ooh. That's super detailed. Not gonna lie, I it's a four parter, mm. and some of the stuff I was like, there was no reason for them to <laughs> include that. <laughs> they love to like add the most random interviews with like a childhood friend from yeah. somebody and you're like okay but they have no professional viewpoints to add to this right they all say the same thing like oh he was a nice guy oh <laughs> we grew up together <laughs> okay what does you're that like, have to do with this uh, murder 
Oscar Leonard Carl Pistorius was born on November 22nd, 1986 to Henka and Sheila Pistorius in Johannesburg, South Africa. Mm. So, where our whole story today is set in South Africa. Okay. Sadly, his mother Sheila passed away when he was just 15 years old. Oscar is the middle child of three, having an older brother, Carl, and a younger sister, Amy. He was born with fibular hemomelia, Mm -hmm. which basically means that he was born without fibulas. Ah. Which is, I mean, the lower leg bone behind your shin. Yeah. At 11 months old, both of his legs were amputated halfway between the knee and ankle. Fitted with prosthetics as a kid, he played water polo, tennis, rugby, and even Olympic-style wrestling. Wowee. Yeah, so clearly his disability didn't slow him down all that much. (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm sure because he had his legs amputated as a baby, he was able to adapt pretty quickly, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. You know? It's not like you need your toes much for those things that's true and he was fitted with prosthetics like yeah as soon as he was old enough to walk so yeah unfortunately after a knee injury he was no longer able to play rugby which was his like primary sport Mm -hmm. which is typical in south africa it's pretty popular so, in 2003, after his injury, he was introduced to running. Ooh. And before too long, he was fitted with his first set of running blades. And soon thereafter, his first set of racing blades. Ooh. <laughs> Do you know what these things look like? Oh, yeah. Okay. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, for those of you that don't know, they're not like knives. Stretched <laughs> <laughs> They're like those, uh, it's like a spring thing. Yeah, it's like rounded and then flat at the bottom. Right. You would recognize them if you've seen, if you see them. They look like, if you made it out of like a specific metal, it looks like that, like in a movie that could just like accidentally launch you into the sun or something. True. (laughs) I always wonder if they're like really bouncy. I know. I'm like, how can you like get extra points and be a gymnast that has those? True. I don't know if they only use those for running or if they are used for other sports too. I think they're probably meant for running. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. But like, I'm sure like basketball or whatever people have them. Oh, yeah. I wonder if they have some for like soccer. True. They'd have to have, like, a foot shape on them, though. Yeah, because you need to kick. Right. The the running ones are just, like... Interesting. This is a lot to think about for me right now. (laughs) I know, I'm making motions with my hands that clearly nobody else can see, so... (laughs) And I'm just sitting here thinking about different types of athletes and what they would need for their blade feet. I know. I never watched the Paralympics, but I should. I definitely have watched pieces yeah, of it. Me it's very too, but for skiing especially. Mhm. Cuz it's so like 
it's just interesting because it is so specific to each person's injury. So it's right. It's interesting how they're able to do that for each different person. And yeah, I learned a little bit about that while I was doing research. Cause I was like, I mean, so many of the athletes have such different disabilities. Yeah. You know, I was wondering how they make it fair, but I'm going to tell you about it in a second. Oh, fantastic. From the start of Pistorius's running career, who is an exceptional athlete. I'm not sure if you know anything about Paralympic running events, but I absolutely did not. Not a ton. So we'll tell you a little <laughs> bit about it. Basically, all the races are the same as they are in the regular Olympics, like like distance-wise. But yeah, there are different classifications based on the disability of the athletes participating. Mm-hmm. So Oscar Pistorius was classified in the T43 section or group, which mm-hmm. is double below the knee amputees. Mm-hmm. But he did compete in the T44 group because he was too fast for the T43 group. Oh, he was just winning everything, <laughs> which is not really fair. So <laughs> understandable. T44 is single below the knee amputees. Oh, that's another thing you have to think about is, like, how do you balance out, like, a one, like, real foot and then a one prosthetic? True. I didn't even think about that. Do you have a blade foot and a real foot? Yeah. That means that, like, obviously, like, the blades aren't, like, crazy different than, like, a regular, like, lower leg, apparently. Right. I don't know. I didn't think really think about how it works for a person that has one foot. Because it would be, like, if your car's, right, like, your tire pulls would be different. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> huh. Huh. Well, now we have lots of things to contemplate when we watch the Paralympics this year. Things as able-bodied people, like, fully, yeah. that we don't think about every day. Sorry, new listeners th- who are ignorant as hell. New <laughs> things for us. Anything. To- hey, it's new things for us all to think about. For everybody to also contemplate, too. True. Agreed. Now we can ask questions comfortably. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, to refresh, he was classified in T43, but mm-hmm. won too many competitions. So, he got bumped to the single baloney amputee group. And at the start of his career, Oscar competed in the 2004 Athens Paralympics. Mm -hmm. I just want to mention he was literally introduced to running in 2003. Yeah. Like, at all. (laughs) (laughs) And then he competed in the 2004 Paralympics. So clearly he was an athlete by nature. Yeah. Um, He obviously competed in a ton of different competitions. I didn't list them all out. If you're really that interested, go to the Wikipedia, but it's like a huge chart. <laughs> yeah. Was he a distance runner or what did he run? Do you know? He ran, I believe, the 200 meter and the 400 meter. So he was oh, a okay. sprinter. Okay. Yeah. Um, he tried for the 2008 Olympics, but didn't qualify. But mm-hmm. he did still participate in the Paralympics. Gotcha. In 2009, Oscar got in a boating accident in which he slammed his speedboat into a pier on the Val River. Uh, Okay. 
breaking his jaw and several ribs and damaging an eye socket. Oh. Yeah. The documentary that I watched showed, like, there's, like, a 3D skull image and it, like, showed all the places that he was injured on his face. I was like, oh, shit. Well, and then you look at pictures of him and he's, like, a perfectly handsome dude. Like, you would never know. I'm like, props to that plastic surgeon. When he emerged from a three-day coma, he had 180 stitches in his face. Oh. Yeah, so really props to a plastic surgeon. Yeah. All right. Uh, Alcoholic beverages were later found on the boat, Mm. but police never tested Pistorius' blood and authorities declined to prosecute, which we see a lot with famous people. Which sucks for whoever, like, owns and operates that pier. (laughs) Yeah. I guess the water level was really high that year, so it was, like, almost all the way underwater. But still, that is negligence. Because if you're that close to the shoreline, you should be looking for obstacles anyway, so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Shouldn't be going that fast that close to a fucking pier. Yeah. So, he did make a full recovery, even though that um, kind of made a big hole in his training. And his face. In his face. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, between 2009 and 2010, he was kind of recovering from that and getting back in shape. In 2011, he qualified for the 2012 Olympics and Paralympics, mm. which both of which he ended up competing in. Wow-y. As the first W amputee, or the first really amputee at all to compete in non-Paralympics. Yeah, I remember that. Me too. A lot of stuff came back to me when I was reading about this. Which I, I knew uh, about this case before, but I had completely forgotten about it. <laughs> so my biggest memory of this is uh, my friend's dad... <laughs> was mad that they were letting this man compete in uh, the Olympics because he thought that his legs, the springs on his legs, like the running sprinting blades, were going to make him super fast and, like, bionicle. I'm about to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. We were like, no, that's not what's going to happen. They were like, he was like, no, they can launch himself. (laughs) They are very springy. But, so at some point also within this chunk of time, he became the first Paralympic millionaire. Interesting. Way before the murder accusations, Pistorius was the subject of a bunch of drama in regards to his prosthetics. Yeah. I also read a lot of stuff that said prostheses and a lot of stuff that said prosthetics so i'm just gonna say prosthetics because it's easier for me to say <laughs> yeah so i don't love the english language but you know here we are it's hard especially because this is i mean european english because south african english yeah. is like closer to european english than it is to u.s english yeah lots of extra vowels Yeah, exactly. (laughs) As we covered before, Oscar competed in non-disabled competitions in addition to para-competitions. And many argued that Pistorius' J-shaped carbon fiber prosthetics 
gave him an advantage over runners with natural ankles and feet in non-disabled competitions. In November 2007, he participated in two days of testing at German at the German Sports University of Cologne. Long story short, the doctors there concluded that Oscar's limbs, prosthetic limbs, used 25% less energy than runners who compete with natural legs at the same speed. Therefore, they lead to less vertical motion and 30% less mechanical work for lifting the body. Mm -hmm. Dr. Brueggemann told a newspaper that Pistorius had, quote, considerable advantages over athletes without prosthetic limbs who were tested by us. It was more than just a few percentage points. I did not expect it to be so clear, end quote. In response to this conclusion, the IAAF, which is like the group that governs um, professional sports rules, ruled that Pistorius's prosthetics were not eligible for use in competition. Ugh. Not surprisingly, Oscar and his legal team appealed this decision. Yeah. And after a two-day hearing, the IAAF decided that their decision was going to be revoked immediately based on the argument that Dr. Brueggemann only tested Pistorius's biomechanics while he was running at full speed in a straight line, which you're not doing in a track environment, though. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you're running in a circle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. In addition, the disadvantages that Oscar suffered during the start and acceleration portions of the race seemed to outweigh the advantage that his prosthetics provided. Yeah. So, to your point before, it's a tough one. It's like a yes and a no. (laughs) I feel like it would be more advantageous if he were a distance runner. Right. Yeah, because in the documentary, there is one, like, it wasn't an interview, but they were, like, talking to him after a race, and his coach was like, do your legs burn? And he was like, no. (laughs) Because it is technically less effort for him to move his limb. But, but yeah, there's also less of the actual limb, so. Right. So, it's complicated. Now we get to talk about the case. Woo! In the early morning of Thursday, February 14th, 2013, Oscar Pistorius shot and killed Riva Steenkamp at his home in Pretoria. On Valentine's Day? Uh-huh. That's not a loving thing to do on a very loving holiday. <laughs> She even left him a Valentine's gift on the counter. What an absolute piece of shit. Someone gets you a gift and you kill them? Rude. Pistorius acknowledged that he shot Steenkamp four times, causing her death, but claimed that he mistook her for a possible intruder. More on that to come momentarily. Sounds fake, but okay. Yeah, it's... uh, We'll we'll talk about it. (laughs) I remember when this came out. (laughs) Now. (laughs) Reva Steenkamp was a 29-year-old South African model and law school graduate, working as a paralegal while preparing to take the bar exam. A sexy lawyer? I know. That's so She's so, so hot. What the hell, guy? I know. 
Reva was an outspoken advocate on many issues, especially the abuse of women and gender-based violence. She was even the face of a large anti-bullying campaign. So she's just a sweet human. Yep. Exactly. She and Oscar had been together for only about three months at this time of her murder. Okay, so, like, really not worth killing somebody. You've only known them for three months. Exactly. Like, you can easily just break up and never see them again. I hate men. (laughs) Who doesn't, really? (laughs) Like, where's the logic behind this? Let me know. (laughs) There were rumors of violence and or controlling behavior in their relationship, but it's difficult to corroborate these claims. Especially because a lot of his ex-girlfriends came forward and it seemed pretty split. Like some of them were like, oh, he was like super controlling and violent in our relationships. And other ones were like, he never laid a finger on me. He never did anything wrong. So we, I mean, we aren't there. We don't really know. I wonder if there's any correlation with the boating accident. I meant to mention that earlier, but I didn't, I couldn't find anything about it. I was really hoping someone wrote an article about a traumatic brain injury or something. Yeah. You know I mean, we love to talk about traumatic brain injuries. Well, also considering, like, he played rugby for a while, which I know isn't as bad as, like, football, but I know people who have, like, massive traumatic brain injuries just from soccer alone, so. Uh... And rub- rugby is pretty violent. Yeah. You have no padding. You have no, no. protection from anything. So, so you, it's... Guys, you got to protect your brains. Uh, you As only my get mom would say, you can't fix your brain. Yeah. It doesn't but. go back. <laughs> so it seems likely, just based on my own speculation, that there was some sort of brain injury. We can't, obviously can't yeah. blame that as the reason for him killing his girlfriend. But There's definitely that, and I think also... Like, he recently became a millionaire. He, it's like, some people just, shit like that just makes them crack. Yeah. There was, um, this case is interesting because as I'm about to talk about, there's a ton of unsupported media speculation, just like there is in all high-profile cases. Oh, yeah. But for this one, it seems like they literally talk to anybody that would speak to them. So it's like you get stories of people being like, oh, he was so humble. And then other people are like, oh, he was such a dick. He had a huge ego, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, okay, but you're just the pharmacist at Rite Aid and you've interacted with him once. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And it was said that he like. I guess he got charged with assault after he had a house party and the girl got injured, but then the charges were dismissed and it was a whole thing. Yeah. But there also surprisingly is not a ton of like factual information available out there about this case. Interesting. Which I guess is expected because there's no witnesses. Yeah. There were some ear witnesses that claimed they heard screaming, but a lot of that was just to help put together a timeline. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like people hear weird shit all the time. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's someone being murdered. 
Yeah, I mean, I live really close to the woods. I hear weird shit, and I just assume right. it's an animal, so. Right. Someone so. could get murdered in the house behind me, and I would be like, ah, oh, fisher cats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said before, like in all high-profile cases, there's a plethora of unsupported media speculation in this case. Mm-hmm. But I did try and cross-reference the details that I included for the pod. Yeah. Um, I didn't go super into the weird details that people have claimed just because they don't seem super relevant. Because they, they just seem to kind of create a story that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. So, more details. In the early, early morning of Valentine's Day 2013, Oscar Pistorius fired sh- four shots through the ensuite bathroom door in his home, killing his girlfriend inside. I remember the whole... I forgot that the door was, like, closed. That was, like, the weirdest part was, like, if the door is closed, why would you shoot? And shoot four times, even if you just thought it was an intruder. Right. So, Pistorius claimed that the shots were fired in self-defense, thinking that there was an intruder in the home. According to the New Yorker, Pistorius's account is this, quote, I woke up and went onto the balcony to bring the fan in and close the sliding doors, the blinds, and the curtains. I heard a noise in the bathroom and realized that someone was in there. I felt a sense of terror rushing over me. There are no burglar bars across the bathroom window, and I knew that contractors who worked at my house had left the ladders outside. Although I did not have my prosthetic legs on, I have mobility on my stumps. I believed that someone had entered my house. I was too scared to switch a light on. I grabbed my 9mm pistol from underneath my bed. On my way to the bathroom, I screamed words to the effect for them to get out of my house and for Reva to phone the police. It was pitch dark in the bedroom and I thought Reva was in bed. I felt trapped as my bedroom door was locked and I have limited mobility on my stumps. I fired shots at the toilet door and shouted to Reva to phone the police. She did not respond, and I moved backwards out of the bathroom, keeping my eyes on the bathroom entrance. Everything was pitch dark in the bedroom, and I was still too scared to switch on a light. Reva was not responding. When I reached the bed, I realized that she was not in bed. That's when it dawned on me that it could have been Reva who was in the toilet. Three out of... Oh, end quote. (laughs) So... The whole story just feels very unlikely to me. Yeah. I just... It's also like... He went out to get the fan off the balcony. But he was doing that without his prosthetics on. Yeah, and without a light on. He said it was pitch dark. Yeah, so like why... It was so dark that he was able to walk out to the balcony to get a fan, but... So dark that he couldn't see Reva not in bed. Yeah. So was this morning or nighttime? It was three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's an interesting time one to go get something from the balcony. Yeah. It's just it doesn't make sense. Because what, he got up, went to the balcony, got the fan, came back, heard a noise, went, oh shit, made his way back to bed, grabbed the gun from underneath his bed, then shot at the bathroom door, 
Right. And then went had back enough to the light bed. to do all of that, but didn't have enough light to see that his girlfriend was not in bed. Yeah. Or didn't have like the wherewithal to just to be like, hey, hey, like you're already at the bed going underneath it to get a gun, like check right. on top, maybe. That's why, yeah. One second, then we'll talk more about this. Interesting. Three out of the four shots had hit Reva. One in the head, one in the arm, and one on the side. Oh. Oscar had broken down the bathroom door with a cricket bat and carried her down the stairs to the front entryway by the time the ambulance arrived. So he removed her from the scene. Okay. Yep. Great way to destroy any potential evidence. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Yeah, not only did he remove her from the scene, he broke down the door. Yeah. Which was also, like, their main evidence. (laughs) Which, like, I can see if you can get, like, breaking down the door, like, whatever. That itself makes, like, a bit of sense, even if you, like, hadn't done it on purpose. Just to be like, oh shit, oh shit, like, you have to get in there and, like, hope that this person's okay. Mm-hmm. And, but then once you're in there, you would, hopefully your main goal would be to, like, stop the bleeding. Right. I don't know, it just doesn't, it doesn't check out for me. <laughs> it doesn't add up. I, the whole light thing, and he claims that he called out, but... He, if he had been yelling, she would have been responding. So, mm-hmm. it's an ensuite bathroom, so it's literally in the bedroom. It's not like they had to walk down the hall. Yeah. And in what world would you not turn on the light to see the burglar in your home? And also, like, <sighs> yeah, that's just weird. The whole thing doesn't make sense. Ah! Hate it. I know, me too. There was also, like... So, we're gonna go into both sides of the... We're gonna go into the defense and the prosecution next week. Or Mm -hmm. whenever the second episode comes out. But the theory, the general gist of what the prosecution thinks happened is that they were having a fight or an argument. And she ran and locked herself in the bathroom. Especially because, A, she had her phone with her. Yeah. At 3 o'clock in the morning. In the bathroom that's attached to their bedroom. Yeah, which normally, like, if you're getting up to pee at 3 a.m., it's... You don't even open your eyes kind of situation. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, my bathroom's all the way upstairs, so I bring my yeah. phone but <laughs> for a flashlight. But if yeah. you're literally stumbling, like, 20 feet to the bathroom or whatever, no, maybe yeah, not. Don't. And also, she was wearing her shorts when she got shot. Uh-huh. So she wasn't, like, Actively on the peeing. toilet. <laughs> so we don't know if she was, like, done peeing or whatever, or if she had run in with her phone, yeah. shut the door, locked it. He shot through the door, and she was just standing there. Yeah. Uh, but. Yep, so that's pretty much it. But like we said, for... I mean, I think you're on the same page, but to me, it doesn't make sense. What do you think? No, it doesn't make any sense that, like, that whole story, like, it could be possible in some world 
where this is like truly just it was 3 a.m. So maybe he wasn't fully like aware Mm -hmm. of everything. But I don't know. I feel like if you're going to grab a gun and just shoot through a closed door, you would have to be pretty positive of what was on the other side of that door. Especially because you're also ruining your door. I mean, like, you hear yeah. it all the time. People have guns for self-defense, and very, very rarely do they end up shooting if a bur- burglar's in their house. It's mostly, like, a scare tactic. Yeah. A lot of so, times, it ends up getting used against them in their right. own homes. So, I don't know. None of it checks out to me. We'll go into the defense in the next episode, and see what they have to say but yeah he really Pistorius really uh pissed me off during the trial so (laughs) Mm. which is also just like further proof that he did it right he was a super super dramatic like one of the interviews um in the documentary was like it almost he was like an actor on the stand like like literally like heavy sobbing puking running out of the courtroom like real weird shit that's very dramatic yeah so we'll see that was the gist of this case it's crazy we'll get more into it next time but it's hard it's a hard one because nobody was there except for them yeah also, but it like, is interesting. Such a sucky day to kill someone, too. Yeah, and I mean, he was at the height of his career. Yeah. I don't know. Didn't he do Wicked Bad in the actual Olympics? I don't actually know. Don't remember. I, I looked know it that up. I think... <laughs> Because people were so, like, up in arms that he was going to beat everybody because of his uh, superhuman legs. (laughs) Then I think he, like, disproved everybody by just not running faster. So. Yep. We will get into it. And I will find out and tell you next time. (laughs) Yeah! But, as always, stay tuned next Monday and every Monday for new episodes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and wherever you're currently listening. We're on Instagram at Monday Mornings Pod and on Twitter at Monday Mornings P. Yeah, you can email us any questions or topics at Monday Mornings Pod at gmail.com and you can also DM us on any of those social medias. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on iTunes and rate us on Spotify. And just. Like every fucking Monday, except for last Monday, start your Monday mornings the right way with Maddie and Morgan. Bye! Bye-bye!